Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Hello and welcome to A Geek Sweat. I am Stephen and today we're going to discuss Avengers Endgame, which wraps up the first 22 films of the um, of the, uh, um, the Marvel Cin- Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. The behemoth that it is. Um, and we're going to discuss it. I haven't. I have to admit, I haven't. I've only seen one of the films. You're a Marvel Iron Man, virgin. Iron Man, Near enough. which I think is the first film. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I um, mean, you know, I've bought you checked out so early. <laughs> to use a Game of Thrones reference, shame, shame, okay. shame. I don't watch that either. <laughs> okay, That's given so me an interesting this, mental image, this, I must say. Um, joining me today, we have uh, MKH. Uh, thank you. Uh, we have uh, Dom. Hey. Trevor, howdy, and Geo, hello, and um, we're going to do spoilers in this, so it's really not much point. Um, so um, I think first of all, we should start with go around, starting with you, um, NKH. Um, how did you feel about uh, Endgame? Did you think it wrapped up the saga in a in a way that you found uh, fulfilling? It was a absolute emotional roller coaster, and. It fulfilled me to the point where I I almost promised after leaving the cinema that I wouldn't watch another MCU film. Oh, really? You, you've got it. I was that satisfied with the twenty-two okay. films in the first two, first three phases of the MCU. That I was like, okay, yeah, you, you guys did me well after eleven years. It wasn't wasted. I can die now. Okay, but hasn't Captain Marvel already come out, which is part of the next lot? And have you seen that? Oh yeah, Captain Marvel is actually <laughs> set before Endgame. Oh, and okay. I did watch Captain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm extremely up to date. I could be in the boardrooms with Kevin Feige right now. That's how okay. up to date pitching the next ten years. <laughs> but I, I, I said no. The paycheck so that's wasn't. It, that's it, it for you. You've, yeah. it's, it's, you've completely you've been fulfilled completely by. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing else that Marvel there's, could no do to me. No criticisms of Endgame. No, no things you think could have been done better. Um, the only thing that I would say, and this is a spoiler, I I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else found this funny, but I find it extremely funny that um, Hawkeye could go on a rampage akin to Genghis Khan <laughs> going through ages, slaughtering human beings, and then at the end of the film just go back to his family and nothing would, there was no repercussions for that. I just find no, that quite funny. Yeah, okay, um, you're happy with all the time travel shenanigans? Oh no! They, in terms of time traveling, I think they, they their premise for it was was the best explained. Okay. Can I step in on the Hawkeye thing because he was supposed to be like a Ronin, and I think he had his face covered. I know it's like a minor thing, but there was this element where one, you could probably say they couldn't identify the killer. Two, he was technically killing gangsters and bad guys who the police were probably trying to arrest. And three, the only people who probably could have stopped Hawkeye disappeared with the Thanos snap. 
No, Captain America could have stopped. But wait, hold on, forget all that. Are you justifying like mass murder right now? I th- I think Hawkeye deserved more screen time, and perhaps I don't he, think anyone anger, has ever anger. said that before. Yeah, yeah. doesn't doesn't but, everyone hate Hawkeye? The thing is, everyone thinks Hawkeye <laughs> doesn't really do anything. But he did the um the job of I think in the first Avengers. He was, I think, mesmerized by the Tesseract and then he ended up being a bad guy for a little while. But he's supposed to be like the perfect Deadshot character. So like he's basically your human character with no superhero powers who's mixing it with the big guys. Well, well Hawkeye is meant to represent the audience. That's why that was his main focus in the comments that, oh, look, yeah. one of us is able to go toe-to-toe with yeah. the, uh, the biggest superheroes like Hulk and Captain America. Actually, do you know what? I think Captain America represents the audience because... No, 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 no listen. Because Captain America is like the audience idiot. And what he does, he always asks questions about how things work, what happens, and he needs like feedback and information. Like the companion in Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, he's, he's Captain Moe's a companion. And they kind of use a device that, <coughs> because he's a man out of time and he's yeah, exactly. been frozen that's, that's, for seven years, I, I, no, but, he helps carry stories along by asking f- how improbable things work. Now, that, that's different from being able to put, because he's, he's got the super soldier serum in him. So it's different from an actual human being. Yeah. No, being I mean, pla- Hawkeye's relatable, but in terms of like the, who plays the audience, Captain America is, is the, he's the story idiot because he goes bumbling along into things thinking anything can happen or he has stuff explained to I, him. I'm just going by the, the, the original device of why Hawkeye is in the Avengers yeah. he represents him like I get what you're saying about and Captain America but Captain America if you go to the comments he's got yeah. a whole backlog of comments where yeah. he he knows everything because he, he fights a lot yeah. in World War 2 so he wasn't playing the idiot then it's and only when you bring him to well, no, the, the audience idiot in terms of like a writing device is oh, like yeah, only the character in, who gives the exposition. Yeah, only in the modern comments, but in his, in his own run when he's in yeah. 945, he, he's not that person. Yeah, I mean, Captain America in his own, in his own episodes uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he doesn't need explaining, but he yeah. tends, when he's around Iron Man, Hulk and everyone else, he normally gets the audience on side or caught but up. That's like Hawkeye because Hawkeye's there. <laughs> no, because Hawkeye kind of, he's got a bit of knowledge. I think the interesting thing about Hawkeye and this kind of rampage he went on is... Um, I think they keep talking about Budapest, like this mission yeah, they went on, yeah. a, him and uh, Black Widow went on a mm. long time ago. And the two of them were supposed to do some mass murders and it was really horrible. But if you actually watch every Marvel Cinematic Universe episode, they never do anything catastrophic or horrible. So this is an opportunity for us to peel back the layer of what Hawkeye so was capable of. So you're justifying his mass murdering ways. No, but the thing is, you're seeing what Hawkeye and Black Widow are capable of. Yeah, I, I, I always knew they were capable of that. But what I'm saying is that it's funny that no one even skipped a beat that this guy was able to just go back to his family without any repercussions of mass murder. That's his job. No, I think that's terrible. And I think there should be a, a major warrant out for his arrest. Yeah. Now that everyone's <laughs> been snapped back into existence. Cause yeah. I think when, by the time everyone got back, yeah. they said, oh shit, <laughs> half of half has been vanished. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was, that was Hawkeye when he, when he lost his family. Mm. Like, because all those people he's murdered don't get snapped back. Yeah, yeah. It's only people that got dusted. Yeah. But yeah, that was, just, that was just something I found was really funny. Cool, cool. What was okay. the second thing that you said was quite funny as well? No, it, it, was, it was just... Just Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Dom, what, what were your thoughts on um, Endgame? Um, it was an absolutely massive, very, very immersive experience. Okay. And yeah, quite emotional, very involving. Completely worked? It more or less completely worked for me. Okay. okay. Um, there were things that I would have not have expected. 
I found the prominent role played by Hawkeye surprising, as he has been fairly peripheral in some of the films. Uh, well, well, what is people's problem with Hawkeye? Is yeah, why it does that frustrate Is it because he's not a superhero, or he's not a... I'm going dumb. <laughs> I find, at the risk of being controversial, I find he doesn't contribute much, either deliberately or also through some of Jeremy Renner's acting, which isn't very demonstrative and frankly, is the weakest acting of the core Avengers for me. I always, sorry, just to add to Dom's point, I always think when there's an alien invasion coming halfway across the galaxy who are prepared to enslave the world, you've got to question the guy who only brings 11 arrows to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like enough firepower to get the job done. Well, there's only so many arrows he can put into his... What are they called? His quiver. Back, quiver. Yeah, yeah, quiver. Yeah, yeah, back in his quiver. <laughs> what do you want him to do? <laughs> that, no, it would be more unrealistic if he had yeah. infinite arrows yeah. in his quiver. <laughs> That's what I'll complain you know about. I, I think if you had 11 arrows, you've got to be taking out the big hitters. So like them snake things that were flying around. Well, you, know, you want some um, context. Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games, she just had some arrows in a quiver and yeah. everyone took her seriously. Yeah. But didn't she have so infinite he's just arrows? not selling the concept. Yeah, but didn't yeah she Robin Hood, he got a whole gang food having yeah. Yeah. arrows in the quiver. But the thing is, in the new Robin Hood, um, I think the one with uh, Taron Egerton, they've kind of, I think it's directed by Guy Ritchie, they've played it around. So he recycles the arrows in different ways. So you'll shoot somebody, jump on somebody, pick out the arrow and Take shoot arrow. it again. And I think, um, I think another guy, is it Legolas from uh, Lord of the Rings? Okay. Um, he was the elf with the unlimited arrows as well, which is a bit crazy. Okay. Well, the arrow has unlimited arrows as well. From the we don't mention DC in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> no, Universe. I'm just saying. <laughs> can, can I can I ask a question of you about the perimeters of um of um because I was reading that um this this guy Thanos yeah yeah he wiped out half half the universe yeah fifty percent that's, that's not really possible though is it. What do you mean it's not possible? <laughs> I mean, you could, I, I, can, I could give him the galaxy that he could wipe out half a galaxy, maybe, in science fiction mm. world. You could probably kind of get rid of that, but yeah. the universe is really big. No, but he, he had <laughs> the, the six singularities of right. the universe in one fist. Yeah. That is the way he was able to decimate 50% yeah. of the... There's literally trillions of galaxies in the Yeah, that's what, that's what he did. He, well, he took out trillions yeah. of people. I mean, the, the thing with Infinity Wars is based on this kind of gauntlet and these six stones. And you have to kind of really understand the power behind each stone. And I think what the Marvel Cinematic Universe did in the last 22 films, they kind of appropriated one film or two films to the power of each stone. So every two or three films, you'd see a certain stone and okay. what power it could do. It's just that they seem to have already set the perimeters by her, like having like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Would it not made more sense to just keep the whole thing as a galaxy-wide kind of... A devastation. Yeah. Well, as we A universe sounds a bit silly to anyone who knows anything about kind of how big the universe is. Yeah, but as we it all doesn't... know, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it doesn't extend much further than New York. So okay. all of okay. the superheroes okay. only need to defend New York to that save the world. That was actually a great and very cheeky moment in the film when they realised that um, there were three Infinity Stones <laughs> in New York. At the same time, yeah. And then they had to get out of that scene really quick because yeah, they didn't yeah. want you to dwell on that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had um, Hulk's uh, catchphrase. So they were out of that scene before you were like, hang on. <laughs> um, um, is this is the so-called 
girl power moment of the film. A cheap nod to feminism without actually developing female characters well enough or having them interact in a meaningful, meaningful way. I want to take up that because I also want to say what I thought about the film as well. Um, me personally, on the film, I think um, they always had the problem. Where I think they built it up so much. They built up so many things, so many characters, so many stories, so many feature films that it was going to tail off. And for me, Avengers Endgame looked like a retirement party where everyone was just hanging out and like giving out the awards of who's been in the film. And you had to kind of visit every actor who's ever been in the film. And by proxy, they kind of visited the dead Abadiah Stane, played by Jeff Bridges, by turning four into Big Lebowski, which is one of Jeff Bridges' biggest characters. So that was all very clever. In terms of um, what we saw in Avengers Endgame, it seemed like it was all set pieces that were created to say we are rewarding this, um, what do they call it, fan service. Yeah. And um, so we got to see Captain America pick up Force Hammer. Me on there. Um, we got to see Ant-Man travel through time. We got to see Doctor Strange bring back um, all of these characters. And a lot of people not talking about the fact that, you know, Doctor Strange had to die 14 million times mm. in Infinity War to work out what the one solution was to win. And that you kind should, of just get, should, should, people just washed over that completely. You should see the, the, the 12th Doctor in, in the episode Heaven Sent has to, yeah. I think, relive the same kind of Well, that's thing. quite interesting, like, actually. It, it's like trillions and trillions and trillions yeah, of times, yeah, like yeah. more times than is possible in the universe. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, there's an interesting line that, um, I mean, I'm coming onto the women's thing in a moment, but there's an interesting line that said in Infinity War where Iron Man, who gets a lot of the credit, not just because it's RDJ, but he's, he's a centrepiece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he kind of goes into to um, the Sanctum in New York and he says what do you do except for do magic tricks and um, Doctor Strange replies well I protect your reality dumbass or something like that douchebag so, uh, huh douchebag douchebag yeah so douchebag yeah he says douchebag yeah, yeah. so like so the two doctors yeah the two Sherlock's get to meet and they exchange they have a Sherlock off yeah they have yeah. Sherlock off is there yeah. any in joke made a lot of people wanted to say, wanted one of them to say no shit Sherlock at some point, but that never got written in. Uh, but apparently there's, um, I think when Spider-Man dies in front of Iron Man, it's supposed to be similar to when one of the uh, companions dies with Doctor Who. So apparently some similarity there. But um, Oh, no, no. Spider-Man's last words, last words are the same as the 10th Doctor's last words. Okay, there you go. Which is, I don't want to go. Yeah, but let, let's bring it back on, on track. Yeah, um, the, fan, the, uh, the, the girl power moment. Um, yeah, it was great to see Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit. And I think Iron Man needs to check his security because it seems like everyone gets a chance to wear his suit or one of his suits at mm. some point in the film. But um, I felt they should have spread that out a bit. It, it just looked too... That was a specific hackneyed moment where you've got all these battle-weary um, warriors who've got their own specific set of skills and they end up being... Um, they, they end up being pushed together on one hill because at that point in the film, Spider-Man needs to move the Infinity Gauntlet from one part of the battlefield to the other. And he's taken some injuries and he can't move it on any further. And all of a sudden, these group of women, uh, uh, warriors, they huddle around him, almost like an American football play. And he's like <laughs> the quarterback. And then Captain Marvel takes the gauntlet off him. And then she just shoots through the middle. And I think if you're an American, you can see that analogy as an American football play. But I think it's a, it's a tragic misuse 
of several female characters that could have been dotted around doing different things on the battlefield, which you get to see in Infinity War. I think that struck me as one of the false notes of the film, probably the biggest false note of the film, because it was just too obvious what they were doing there. Mm. Is everyone sad about the death of Tony Stark? Wow, straight in there. I hadn't even <laughs> finished with the last thing. I was also going to say, if they really cared about their female characters. What, you didn't know that? No, I knew that. No, no, I'm looking at Gio. No, because oh. he hasn't seen the film. Oh, shit. Sorry, Gio. Yeah. Didn't we say spoilers? <laughs> yeah. We did say spoilers. <laughs> this is like the knife of the night. The, the, they just stabbed him like 65 times, like Julius Caesar or something like that. The yeah. knife of the long knives or something like that. I was going to say, if they really cared about all of their female characters, they should have given at least one line of dialogue to the current BAFTA Rising Star Award winner, Letitia Wright, who gets no dialogue mm. in the whole thing. Yeah, I, and I think there was another controversy about <coughs> Avengers Endgame where uh, one of the characters um, didn't get on the, to the actual poster of Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm trying to find out which one it is. She's from the Black Panther um, series. Yeah, she, she's um, she was also in The Walking Dead. Uh, let's try and try and find out her name. Yeah, um, but can I just come in there? I I, I actually like that moment okay. when, when when all the women came together. Um, I thought it was a nice spread. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, sure, that's, that's the word you want. Yeah, nice. no, no, a nice a nice splash page, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, no, really? that's still not great, to be honest. <laughs> no. No, okay, you guys are just disgusting. I just felt like it was nice. I liked how um, Captain Marvel standing over Peter Parker and she says, Hey, Peter. Uh, no, he says, Hi, I'm Peter Parker. And he says, Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? I like that little, um, basically, uh, tag football. And and I liked how. Um, oh, who's. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was the Wasp that says, Oh, she's not alone. And then Marvel basically saying, look, these are all our female superheroes and they are going to... Um, Move a glove to the other side of the... Well, wasn't okay, it too now, much? Now, you know, now, they could now, have... you, now you're just like downplaying everything because everyone was trying to move the glove from one was side to the other. Was it too much though? You know, the wasp could have said she's not alone and that would have made the point. Yeah. No, but I think them. at that point, because I don't know whether you've seen it, like um, hardcore... Marvel fans don't like the diversity that especially the MCU is pushing yeah. so I think that moment had to be shoved down their throats this is all the female characters we've got and we're going to make you watch them for the next two and a half minutes no but <laughs> do, you know what do you know what would have worked for me is um, like uh, if, I mean the character I was trying to find and I apologise for any uh, feminists out there is Okoye from uh, Black Panther was not on the poster after featuring so much in Infinity Wars, uh, Infinity War and Black Panther. But what I was thinking, like, even if they had a thing where they started off at the, top, at the top of the hill and they kind of like waltzed down as a small army, like beating up all of the alien characters until they got to the van, that would have been amazing as well. Like if they were just their own like army just drilling a hole through the battlefield to get to the glove to the one side to the other. But it was kind of like, there you go, quick snapshot selfie on top of the hill and then disperse sort of thing. And that kind of just looked weird. Can't you just say that you just hate women? Well, no, what's, what's no I'm, saying, I'm not saying I hate women. That doesn't mean I hate women. I'm saying they should have had more time rather than a snapshot oh, selfie moment on the hill. I don't think this film had time to breathe. 
What do you that time? It was like two and a half hours long. No, it was three, three hours. hours long. But wh- yeah. wh- at which bit was they were slow pacing? <laughs> this film was going out and they still had to cut this down from three and a half hours. Yeah, but I just, I just, no, I, they, I, I, I think they could have coordinated more so you, intricate fight sequences for the female so characters. You're, you're saying they shouldn't have put that in unless they were going to make it longer. No, I'm saying they should have removed that. Yeah, and then, so I just and then, said. no, I was saying they should have removed that and gave them some more coordinated yeah, fight sequences to get the glove from one place to the other. So you're not it, happy with that? Because in the end, it was just Captain Marvel just flying across flying across like a thousand soldiers and jumping into a fight with Thanos. Yeah, because she's the most powerful Avenger. But you're saying you would rather the film without that, that, that uh, I th- I mural think that, of all those I, female... I think, I think we should have seen... Whether the mural happened or not, I think... I mean, it's a screenshot and it'll probably be used as a meme, but in, they weren't doing anything on the battlefield. They weren't making oh them do anything goodness. on the battlefield. You're not like making they didn't it any better for <laughs> Okay. Um, for all, for this is women. what happens when you talk about Avengers. You end up going down a wormhole. No, I'm not going down a wormhole. Malachi's not getting what I'm saying. You've got a snapshot. Think about it. A screenshot of these characters. Look, we've got half an hour and we're like going over like okay, literally go on, go on. two minutes of the film. Bernie Sanders said Disney should use some of the 1.2 billion profit it made in less than a week to pay Disney workers a decent wage. Disgust. What are your feelings on that? They should do, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they should. Mm. I mean, there's enough franchise. I mean, they're going to make so much money when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray and, and, and whoever they're going to stream it to, whether it's Amazon or Netflix, they may as well like reinvest that money because I think a lot of the actors who've been on this, I don't know all of the salaries, but I'm sure a few, few of the actors can retire and not have to act again and they could probably go in and direct their own projects. You know? I think that's probably mainly Robert Downey Jr. because he just wants a percentage of the yeah. the, the ticket sales. Mm-hmm. He, he, he foregoes the um, the salaries to get the ticket sales. And yeah. like, at the moment, it is at 2.6 billion. Yeah. He's done all right. Yeah, so he, he's fine. He doesn't so really need to like work again. he's like the new Harrison Ford because he took, I think, was it 3% of the box office for Star Wars mm. in lieu of a bigger salary didn't he and Jack Nicholson as the Joker in Batman yeah yeah, yeah. L- literally Robert Downey Jr. could become Iron Man if he really wanted to just shovel money into te- into technologies and he could get is, an Iron, is Man, Iron Man kind of the Marvel uh, Batman yes yeah. okay without a doubt but, but also there's a real life equivalent in Elon Musk as well where people starting to discover what Elon Musk does and funnily enough I think wasn't Elon Musk in Iron Man 2 as well was he I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know that you know when um Robert Downey Jr. I think he comes out of the car and he goes into the building or he comes out of the building to go into the car and he meets Stan Lee. Yeah. And he's like one of the eight or nine people he meets on the when uh, John Favreau is trying to get him out of the building. Oh, okay. No, I need to watch that again then. Oh, cool. Okay, so so this Endgame brought to the end 22 movies. Which, I mean, this is the first part of the Marvel plan or do you say there's three? Phase one. Phase one. Phase one, yeah. I mean, well, it, it, it's probably never going to be this big again if they're going to do go through the cycle again, do you think that's fair to say? Do you know what? It can I think, never really kind of... I think, it, I think Marvel can make it bigger. I think what will probably happen is it will be like um, AC Milan trying to get rid of their old players and get a new youth team or Barcelona. They're, I think what it is, they're trying to shove some of the, let's say, senior actors out to make room for, let's say, the under 30, so they can probably commit to like a... Well, you know what they did? That was really clever, is they knew it was going to be a 10 or 11 year plan. Mm. So they introduced Spider-Man really late in the day. Yeah. So in the 
final films, just the fact that he's really young is quite moving in itself. Yeah, yeah. And that was just down to genius planning. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, and I think to the deal they brokered with Sony, because Sony wasn't going to give up Spider-Man very easily. So yeah. I think it was just uh, fortuitous that they were able to get him in from from uh, Civil War. Which, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to dip into that as well, because yeah. maybe for some people who are not familiar, like Cody, um, the fact that Sony owns Spider-Man, yeah, own Spider-Man is, universe. it means he's never had a crossover yeah, with yeah, certain yeah. other characters yeah. for that period of time. Yeah. And I think that's the same issue with, I think, Deadpool and X-Men as well. Well, that, that's, that's, that's all mute now because yeah. they've purchased uh, Fox. So all of those rights, so mm. Deadpool and Fantastic Four, thank God, yeah. comes back. Finally. To, yeah, it yeah. comes to, to, to okay. Marvel. So let's finish off. Let's go around. I want your, your favourite of the 22 films and your least favourite. And I want this from everyone as we go around the table. Let's see difficult. if we can have some sort of... Consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favourite, um, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, Captain America's Winter Soldier. Everyone seems to say that. Is I, I, I'm actually thinking Vulture that one because everyone keeps saying how good that one is. Yeah, because <laughs> of um, that was basically the introduction to the Russo brothers okay. and what they could do in the MCU. Ah. Plus, um, if you didn't include the superpowers, it was just a great spy espionage film as it was. Um, do, do you watch Community? Because they used to direct yeah, 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 that as well. Yeah, I definitely watch Community. And uh, that's what I like about the Russo brothers. They reward, they reward loyalty. So a lot of the characters from Community have turned up in Marvel films. And my least favourite Marvel film would have to be... I like them all. I do like them all, but I, I'll say... Cause only because I have to... Um, for the dark world okay that was the second four and i even i i, I still find that quite good but okay. yeah that's that's my Dom. yeah um i've got two i think i've got two of both um, okay that's cool i like the first avengers avengers assemble um i really like joss whedon and his baroque dialogue and even though the russo brothers are great i don't think they top joss whedon in terms uh, of are you the, a firefly fan I am. Okay. So I don't think they top Joss Whedon in terms of the kind of literary quality and the flair of his dialogue. Okay. So I like that one. And I also like Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I love that film. Yeah. Um, and- least favourite ones. Um, I'm not a fan of Thor 2 as well. Mm. I'm not a fan of The Dark World, especially. It's a bit drab. It's not one of the best ones. Okay. Especially after the first one, directed mm-hmm. by Kenneth Branagh, which was really good. Directed by Kenneth Branagh? It was, oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Starring Anthony Hopkins. As Odin. Oh, well, there you go. The, yeah, the, the dialogue was very Shakespearean in the first four. Yeah, okay. they got that. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite funny because it called back to that when Iron Man meets four and says, Duff Muffers, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're wearing your drapes. drapes. Is this yeah, Shakespeare in yeah. the park? And, yeah. and um, I've said this before. I'm not crazy about Iron Man 3. Yeah. Okay. Um, for various reasons, I think they misuse the villain in that and it's not... It's a betrayal of the source material for me. Okay, we, we know that MKH is giving up on Marvel now. He's had his, <laughs> he's had his happy ending. Spilled my beans, um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm coming back to you. I'm just going to ask Dom if he's going to carry on watching the Marvel movies as um, they can move into well, the second given, phase. like the first one they came out with was Venom, perhaps not as obsessively as previously. Okay, okay. Can I say but something about... You found, you found the whole 20, the 22 films... 
uh, generally to be pretty great. I was very sated by that, but um, then again, I'm kind of looking forward to Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know. Okay. As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Trevor. Um, actually, I've got to come back to something that, uh, two things actually. Um, I said it was phase one, like getting through these 22 films. It's not phase one officially. It's actually phase three that we're at. Yeah. Phase one ended with Marvel's The Avengers. Phase two ended in 2012. Uh, phase three is basically Iron Man 3 to Ant-Man. Um, and phase, f- sorry, phase one is Iron Man 1 to Marvel's The Avengers. Phase two is Iron Man 3 to Ant-Man and phase three is Captain America Civil War to Avengers Endgame. But um, looking back at what Dom had said about they've misused the character, I think Ben Kingsley was a good actor in it, mm-hmm. but obviously the character that he's represented was supposed to be something completely different. And I think they kind of played up to the idea of what was being known as fake news at the time to kind of address how to portray that character. So that was a bit of a mishmash, but that character was portrayed by two excellent actors, but it could have been better. But for me, um, I would say I like Black Panther. I really liked Thor Ragnarok, but I think the best uh, cinematic MCU film that blew me away was uh, Doctor Strange because I had seen some of the comic books and a lot of people used to talk to me about that character years ago. And I think what they brought to the screen and how they portrayed it, it was like immaculate. And Better I than think, the 80s version. Yeah, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't think I saw the 80s version, but also the, the cast like front to back is impeccable because you've got Benedict Wong, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Tilda Swinton, and of course, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, we should just say Benedict Wong gets one line of dialogue yeah. in... In um in Endgame, but it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> no, because he he. Oh yeah, it is an Endgame because I'm thinking about the sandwich thing in Infinity War. But I'm yeah, that street countdown. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I think uh, who else was it? Who's the um, Mads Mikkelsen? He was an excellent villain as well. Um, but and the thing is, I think Doctor Strange has overcome the biggest obstacles, and he's got this individually, and he's got the strongest powers, which kind of get overlooked time and again and he's basically been saving people's asses from the beginning of the series captain so um, huh? i was gonna say captain america anyone but okay Everyone's yeah but got the thing is dr choices. strange he brought all those people back from the the portal in end he's supposed to he's and the he portal fa- guy and he faced dormammu like how many times until he had to quit yeah he had, he had the help of infinity stones but we're, we're getting yeah, we're yeah getting okay those. so yeah and he can wield an infinity stone without getting his ass burnt as well which is <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, helpful yeah. um i would say the worst film in the mc universe which people probably don't remember and probably choose to forget a little bit like robocop 3 is the incredible hulk which had but that's Edward prior Roy. to the mc universe no, the current is, one. no it's the second film in phase one um so that came out in 2008 and that was Edward Norton. Was that after Iron Man? Yeah, it was after Iron Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had forgotten that. Yeah. yeah. So the issue about that for me is I think it was a really bad story. And I think it, I mean, Tim Roth is a really good actor. Edward Norton is an exceptional actor. And I think he would have been great as um, an incredible Hulk going into the film. But I think they had an issue about creative differences between him and a director. Why? And it's the reason why he couldn't move forward. And I think Hulk has, has always had some trouble because I think um, Ang Lee teamed up with Eric Banner. If I've got that right. You and have. Um, 
And the trouble that they had was the director wore the green screen suit. And that meant that Eric Banner was just reduced to playing uh, Bruce Banner. And Ang Lee got to do all the action scenes <laughs> as the Hulk. And so he was basically doing that uh, Andy Serkis. You wouldn't like him when he's Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. And um, so I think... The whole, I mean, Ruffalo's done a really good job, but I think... I think he's my favourite actor to play the Hulk. The Hulk. I, 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 think, I think Edward Norton had more potential, but I don't think it was used properly. And well, I, I just think Edward Norton is a better actor than Ruffalo, but I don't really? think he, he... He's not a better MCU actor now after it's all been edited and finished. But I still think Edward Norton could potentially have been a better Hulk than Ruffalo. Well, I think Edward Norton is, is an absolute control freak. I actually watched behind the scenes yeah. of that story and he came in and he, he, he basically scrapped the script of yeah, um, yeah. The, the writer and said, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And um, there were so many bits where he, he wrote so many different scenes yeah. which didn't actually make it to the final cut. But um, Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, that's a story that can be delved into another time. But I, think, I personally think if he had become more of a team player, uh, because another character who could have gone on and done well was... Um, uh, who was the first guy who played Rhodey? I forgot his name now. Terence Howard. Terence Howard, yeah. Because he had a contractual issue and I think he was really good in the first Iron Man. And because he wanted the same ratio bump up on the pay as Robert Downey Jr., he got cut as well. And that's why he wasn't in... That's why we ended up with Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle's a really good actor, but again, that's another role where I think, me personally, I would have liked to see... Uh, sorry, what was his name again? Terence Howard. Terence Howard. I'd really like to see Terence Howard in it. Can I just say before you wrap up that the first three phrases, so phase one to three, is actually collectively known as the Infinity Saga. The Infinity so, so Saga. The umbrella term for that is like the Infinity. Like never-ending story. Yeah, exactly. So it's the Infinity Saga for okay. that. The best one I've seen, of course, is Iron Man, and the worst one I've seen is also Iron Man. Because <laughs> you've only seen, Iron, only Man. seen Iron Man. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, Brilliant. That's thank you to all of you for um, contributing to that. Uh, thank you, uh, NKH. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Dom. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Trevor. Cheers. Oh, Joe, do you want to say what your favourite movie was? Oh, yeah, go is? on, Joe. What's your favourite? <laughs> My favourite movie was Iron Man 1, the original. Okay, I've seen that one. That's <laughs> actually got consensus there. Yeah. <laughs> My least favourite was Ragnarok. Wow, what? really? Is that one being funny? That is... had the best music soundtrack, and you're, a, you're in a band. Well, yeah, no, Guardians exactly of the Galaxy had like the it. best music soundtrack. Because like of, of, of like Led Zeppelin just like randomly in the middle. Okay. I, I basically it's don't not like random, Marvel they're Vikings. Movies. What's that? Led Zeppelin. They're, they've got that whole Viking mythology thing. Yeah, no, but they, they shouldn't be like funny movies. They should be like serious. So you feel like they've ruined that song because what is it? It's an immigrant song, isn't it? That, yeah. Do you feel like they misused it? No, the, that actual scene where they use it is fantastic. It's just, you know... It, I didn't like Marvel when they went to like comedies, movies. I thought that was like really not necessary. And like Ragnarok was a comedy, Infinity War was good moments ruined by, you know, dumb things happening. It's like, no, I didn't like that. Okay. So, oh, so I can I say one more oh, thing? Yeah, one more. Yeah, because you've on. said you've only seen one uh, film and mm. I know that you're not deep into like uh, the comic book history, but 
you should probably watch Four Ragnarok because that's directed by Taika Waititi, who did uh, what we did, what we do in the shadows. Okay, and he was, he was obviously directed some episodes of I, another I am, thing. You I'm like. intrigued by Winter Soldier, and I'm intrigued by Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but there's the sort is, of the opposite ends of it, like the okay. most serious yeah. one and the most comic one. Yeah, yeah but Taika Waititi, I think he did. Um, he directed Flight of the Concords as well, and there's he's got the comic sensibility in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, then. Great so, voice cameo as well. So thanks everyone for. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed our, our trawl through the um, last twenty-two Avengers films and our little review of Endgame. And I hope you can join us soon for another episode. We invite you to subscribe as well. Geek Sweat is available on Castbox FM, and you can download the app to listen to us. If you want to support the podcast by generating an interview question, being a guest, or simply becoming a sponsor, please feel free to email film at instigateonline.com. This podcast thrives on listeners, so thank you for sharing your ears to show you we care. We watch films to save you hassle. hassle.